3: Welcome, 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 my friends, to another exciting edition that's right at your service right here on KMOX on a Thursday night, my friends. A beautiful Thursday night. I'll tell you what, here in the Midwest, it has got some fantastic weather going on. Uh, man, what a what a great day. What a great evening it's been. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair today here on At Your Service. Uh, we're going to have time for some listener phone calls. We've got a bunch of great guests lined up as too, uh, as well. Here's the phone numbers you want to get on. 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers you want to get on. We're going to have some time for that. We've got some great guests coming up. Let me kind of give you a rundown of what's going on on the show tonight. The one, the only Joe Sonderman in studio, hanging out. We're going to talk about uh, Route 66. Also, he's got some great, you know, this is fall, folks. This is fall. He's got some great ideas for uh, you want to take a trip uh, here in Missouri and see some fantastic uh, fall colors. He's got some ideas with that. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have Anna Forcelito, uh, Lauren Schwartz, She's a clinical neuropsychologist at SLU and also professor over at MBU of Health and, and Sports Sciences, Guy Danhoff. They're going to be here. We're going to talk a little bit about mental health coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. They're actually doing a live Twitter chat right now, and uh, but we're going to get into a little bit because, let's, let's, let's face it, folks, I mean, it's, it's kind of been in the forefront of the news, but everybody needs a little help now and then. So they're going to be here hanging out coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. We're going to talk with... Sarah McKay, she is the owner of Lively Up Yourself. It's a food truck, and uh, she is vegan. We're going to talk about vegan. I've seen a story about how, uh, how a lot of professional athletes, star athletes, are, are, are adopting this vegan lifestyle and, and saying it's been healthier for them and make them perform better. So we're going to talk to her coming up. And then the man, the myth, the mystery, the legend. That is TJ Zizzo. That's right, NHRA top fuel driver. He's going to join us, NHRA in town, over at Worldwide Technology Raceway this weekend. He's going to fill us in on that. But I got time for open phone lines, my friends. You can also chime in on us uh, about the subjects that, that, that we're talking about as well. 314-436-7900, 925 1120 Those are the phone numbers. I have our producer extraordinaire, Mike Anderson, Hanging out with us as always, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing great, Greg. How are you? Now I got to tell you, folks, producers. You know, you always a lot of times you hear the host talking about, hey, want to thank our producer, Mike Anderson, but uh, you guys really, uh, you guys really kind of rock the house because you know most most hosts are like myself that know how to work about four
4: buttons and that's it. Well, every night that I come to work, it's like solving some sort of puzzle (laughs) to make sure that what you hear is. at least 95% good on the air, right? Well,
3: you guys do that. I mean, not only that, but Mike runs uh, the board here at KMOX when there's Cardinal games or when we used to have Blues games. And and it's not only it's not only here at this studio
4: you got to take care of. Uh, well, I, I guess that's right. But um, most of the action takes place in the studio. But Well, what it, I mean by, like, Cardinal Network,
3: you have other stations that are on the network, and they've all got to be timed together. That's
4: right, folks. Oh, that's right. Radio
3: are- radio's all about time.
4: Yeah, the Cardinals are the largest uh, radio network in Major League Baseball. There's 144 affiliates, so the feed that they get is exactly what's being mixed in that chair that you're sitting in right now. Um, So it's very important to be on point and alert, and attention to detail is very, very critical.
3: I will tell you this, friends, when I first uh, been here a little bit, uh, they would come in, and what they do is... You guys have a CD of music that plays so the other stations can get timed, correct. correct, and everybody's on the same time. Well, of course, me, you know, I want to play my own music, and what do I do? I stop your CD and put mine in, and then you have to scramble for it.
4: Yeah, that used to happen a lot when I was on the weekend game, so it was what always a pleasure to when you were leading up to the pregame, Greg. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot. Mike, I appreciate that. That's not what I was looking for. You're not supposed to slam the host, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Your music is better than that CD. I will give you that. You know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to notch you down on the producer of the year thing now, just for that. Here, here's a little uh, a background so that no one will ever know. But the CD that it's a countdown CD, like you said, so the affiliates know that they're getting our audio and that we're on time. And that CD is compromised of 60 minutes of the oldest baseball songs you've ever heard in your life. Oh, really? So, so it's yeah, and and when you're the person in charge of turning it on and making sure that it's coming down the line to you, you hear bits and pieces of those songs almost every day during the season. <laughs> so trust me, I love those songs. <laughs> I think that's kind of facetious there. It isn't? is, it is. If you can't tell over the radio.
3: Yes, I I, I kind of got that. Well, Mike, thanks for uh, joining us here on the program. Folks, we're going to take a quick break here, a little early break, but then I got Joe Seinerman hanging out with us. You're listening to At Your Service on KMOX this evening. Greg Damon hanging out with you. You want to join us, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120.
4: Be back right after these. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX.
3: Welcome back, my friends, 816, right here in the heart of Mid-America. That's right, Camo X, at your service. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair tonight, having some fun. We invite you to join us, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Joining us in studio, and I'd just love to say that anymore, joining us in studio, Joe Sonderman hanging out with us. Uh, Joe Sonderman, uh, folks, been on radio all over St. Louis for as long as I can remember and I'm I'm young though, Joe.
2: Nah, uh, <laughs> we're about the same age, pally.
3: <laughs> but more importantly, author of like uh, all sorts of uh, Route 66 books. Probably the uh, the the most authoritative person on Route 66. And uh, man, you've got some stuff. Got some memorabilia as well, Joe. Thanks for uh, coming down, and hanging out with us. No, man. it is
2: it is so great to be back in this building. Yes. It has been so long and it's just so cool to see everybody and uh, to say those call letters again, because no matter how many times I've been here, that never
3: gets old. I agree. I agree 100 percent. I mean, you know, this is it's KMOX. It's, oh, yeah. You have you're a standard
2: when I'm old and laying in my bed, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll still want to say those call letters. <laughs> And still do the Bob Hamilton inflection That's right. on them, as a matter of fact. But no, that, it is really great. I'm really glad you invited me. i got a lot to talk about. I really do. Because yeah. it's an exciting time on Route 66. Because for the past year, we have all been cooped up, not only in our houses, but a lot of Route 66 depends on overseas tourism. Right. And overseas tourism has been locked up tighter than a drum, and we are all sitting over here by the cash registers, eagerly awaiting our European friends to come back and explore the Mother Road with us again.
3: Well, that is one of the questions I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously, first of all, you know what? What's I mean? It, it's amazing to me because we all have all these bypasses now. You know everything. Mm-hmm. You know we don't. The, there's no stoplights in the middle of town. When you get on the highway, man, you're you're not stopping. But, you know, what is the fascination still with Route 66 today?
2: You know, it's changing. And if it was only about nostalgia, it wouldn't survive. Okay. If it were only people who were looking to go back to the Leave it to Beaver era or the eras of tail fins and Elvis and Marilyn Monroe, it would not survive because those people get older and they age and they, their interest wane. But what has happened now is it's turned into this great big linear community. And as the world has changed, Route 66 and its meaning has changed. If you'd asked me that question 10 years ago, I'd have said, well, it's it's about the people. It's about getting off and finding America. The real America is off the interstate. But what I've discovered here in the last few months is the way we have been so divided for the past several years in this country. Okay, the way we've been yelling at each other in all caps on the Internet and the way we don't talk to each other anymore. That's the connection that I make now. Route 66 takes us back to a time when you could have a conversation with someone and not know what their politics were or not care. Or
3: not care. There it was you go. a
2: time before we were on one side. We were so polarized. But it's also America's main street. There is that aspect of it, of getting off the interstate, of slowing down a little bit, of realizing to live life in the moment is the most important thing. Whatever your problems are, if your job is stressing you out and Lord knows we've all been there. You can get out on Route 66. You can meet people. You can see how the rest of the country lives. You can live in the moment where you don't think about the future. You don't necessarily think about the past all the time. You think about the now, and you experience the air and the blue sky and the mesas and the scenery unfolding and what you will discover around the next bend. That, to me, is the appeal of Route 66. But you're going to ask you ask 100 different people that question, you'll get 100 different answers. But it's not a nostalgia trip.
3: Well, you know, I, for me... For me personally, you know, I'm, I'm a car guy. Been a car guy Absolutely. for my, my whole life. That's a big that part of it's, it. It's my, my whole family, car people. Let's mm-hmm. face it. We're Americans. We love our cars. We love our cars. We love to drive. I'm worried the younger generation isn't into that. My kids get in a car now. We're going somewhere. You know, they've got to have their phones or they got to have some sort of iPad. And they don't they don't look around. Right. They don't see what's going on. Right. You know, I mean, th- when I was a kid... And, and and your family went on vacation. First of all, you didn't fly. No, you you drove. <laughs> you, you, you packed everything up in a car that had a metal dash and no seat belts. Right, or a rear facing <laughs> rear facing rear seat in a, in a station wagon. That was usually the yeah, country squire yeah. station wagon, yeah. right? And and you and you drove and you looked around and yeah, it was hot in the car and it was noisy or you know you had the eight track tape player going or whatever like that. Um, you know, and that, and that's what it was. And I mean, yeah, you played, you know, you played iSpy, you played, uh, uh, you know, other games with the the license plates. Yeah. And your parents. Yeah. And And it's
2: important to teach your children to respect that and to know what you experienced. The past is a great place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there. I always say, but what I did as a father and at the time I don't think my children appreciated it, but I think they do now is I would stop the car in the middle of the Mojave desert and pull to the side and say, all right, I want you to think for a minute. Um, everything you own is tied to the top of this car. This car is overheating. You're almost out of gas. You've got a dollar fifty to your name. You don't know if you're going to make California. You don't know if there's a job there or not. You don't know if you're going to get turned back at the border. And you see that mountain range ahead of you that you still have to climb. Now you turn to me, and you say you've known hardship. <laughs> okay. Now you tell me that those two hundred dollar Adidas's that you didn't get, or that latest electri- electronic gizmo, is important. To you. And it puts things in perspective. You don't sure want to does. be an old nudge, though. But, but at the same time, I think it helps kids appreciate the need to slow down and to reconnect with society. That's great. We're wired in. We're going 75 miles an hour in our little air-conditioned cocoons. That's great. But we don't see anything. And I think that's why it's so easy for us to disconnect from our fellow man. That's why it becomes easy to be mean to each other. That's why it becomes easy to become rude and to call each other names and to take shortcuts morally and 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 things. And I, I don't mean to preach because that's what it's starting to sound like a little bit. But, but it is important to realize that in Route 66, and really, you can get that experience on any two-lane road. Okay, I had the same experience a few weeks ago on Illinois Route 3. Not the part you're thinking about, but... Going down to see the the big boy Union Pacific train, sure, and and reconnecting with what mechanical you know what it took to pull something across this country, and to stop and think for a minute how good we have it. What's going to happen when cars drive themselves? People are going to sleep. I'll be
3: the last one to have one. Oh, I won't. Eat,
2: I won't have one. I'll be the last guy. I'll be driving a gas guzzling V eight that you have to drive. And, you know, that you can't take your eye off the road for a second or, you know, you're going to end up on the guardrail. But but it's it's important to have perspective on both eras. It's not a nostalgia trip. If it were about just driving a 57 Chevy, which I do, but I don't drive it everywhere. And, I, I you know, and when I get in the modern Impala, I enjoy everything that that modern Impala has got. Sure. But you can appreciate it that much more if you get out there on those non-bias ply tires. You know, and try to keep the thing from rolling when you hit a curb.
3: I don't know how you do that, my friend, because I'd have to put radials on.
2: It's, it's, it does things. (laughs) It's like, it's like riding a roller coaster. But do you come to appreciate that? Air conditioning, satellite radio, cruise control, um, you know, dashboards. If you have a wreck in a 57 Chevrolet, they will hose you off and sell it to somebody else. That's right. You know, it's just, it's a completely different world, but you have your feet in both. I don't live in the past. But by golly, I sure love going back there occasionally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Mike was better, too. You
3: talked about the Mojave Desert. So my dad used to take an atlas. Mm-hmm. And for folks, young folks at home, that's actually a book of maps across, yeah. uh, of every state. What are maps? Yeah. So he would actually take this atlas, close his eyes, and thumb oh, through it, and then he'd amazing. just hit a point, and that's where we'd go on vacation. So we went to Tucumcari, New Mexico.
2: What a great town!
3: So, and I was probably, uh, oh, I don't know, nine or 10 years old, and we took a 72 Nova, right? and that's what we drove uh, to Tucumcari, New Mexico. Uh, I remember going through the desert, and I remember my dad turning off the air conditioner and rolling down the windows, and my mom was just going nuts, (laughs) and he's like, hey, I just want everybody to experience what the desert's like.
2: See? Kindred souls. And you have to do that. And the road at that time was undergoing this tremendous transition. Now, for all the rosy glow of nostalgia, that was a very dangerous time because that's when they were building Interstate 40. And you still had the portions where it would go from four lane down to two. You had to pay attention on Route 66. And when you came into Tucumcari at night, it was like gliding in on an aircraft because you drive for miles in the dark. And then all of a sudden there's all this neon spread out before you and all these motels with these wonderful names, the Blue Swallow, the Apache, the Safari, you know, and all as kids, all we cared about was, does it have a pool? But all the old man cared about was what did it cost? That's right. It it could be three o'clock in the morning. We could have been driving for 12 hours and he would go on to the next one if it would have saved him a dime. You know, we're out here in the car sweating, sweat-pouring off us. God, doesn't he have a swimming pool? And then he'll come storming back out of the office, $1.50 a night. You know, and you would go on down to the next one and so on and so on. And I vowed as a kid that one day I would come back and I would stop at every single one of those places. And, you know, I've done that. And the same goes for the other things that have disappeared from the roadside, the, the animal farms. Oh, yeah. And the snake pits. What this country needs is a good roadside snake pit just to get people <laughs> to chill the heck out, okay? Because the good people have taken away and sanitized everything for our protection, and they've, they've taken that element of unpredictability out of travel. When we were kids, if you ate a hamburger or stopped at a restaurant in Tucumcari, it might be the best restaurant you ever ate at in your life. It might make you sick as a dog too, but it wasn't the same. A McDonald's in St. Louis, Missouri tastes the same as a Mc, not that There's anything wrong with McDonald's. Don't, I'm not going there, but I'm saying at Walmart, a Hampton Inn, they're the same in St. Louis as they are in Tucumcari, as they are in California. Same goes for the radio stations. The music changed. The announcers changed. The culture changed. And now on the interstate, it's identical. No matter where you go, we've lost that. I agree. And, I agree. 100. You know, percent My mother would. We'd stop at a snake pit. She wouldn't. She was nailed to the seat of the car. I mean, she wasn't going to get out for nothing. But my favorite story is there was this place outside of St. Clair, and people who travel between here and there might remember it. a uh, guy had a signs out in front said, "Stop! See the bats! See the bats! See the bats! See the bats!" And for hundred miles between the Merrimack Cavern billboards and the billboards for see the bats, they had us kids in a frenzy. <laughs> By the time we got there, can we stop? We got to stop, Dad. We got He wouldn't stop if the car was on fire. Okay. But for some reason, make time. He, he did stop one day and we pulled in there. I guess he needed to gas or he needed to go to the bathroom because right. that's when we stopped. Right. But we pull up and we go up to the place, and the guy with a completely straight face pulls out a barrel, and there's a barrel full of baseball bats. And I thought that was the funniest dang thing I had ever seen. And my old man was furious, just storming out of the place, cussing for a hundred miles down the road. And we were just laughing. We thought it was funny. And and I just, I'll, you never forget something like that. But you got to look at it the right way. You look at it as a, it's a life experience. Well, it's you it's, know, a, it's but, a roadside attraction. Yeah, but he, he get mad at everything. Well, I mean, that's, that's what, dads what dads do. And... But I, I wasn't like that. I like that. So I made a promise that I would go back. And I would see every two-bit snake pit between here and Tucumcari, New Mexico, and I would love it. Unfortunately, there's not very many of those sorts of places left.
3: Well, I tell you though, I am uh, I am Joe tourist. When I go on vacation, oh, yeah. my my wife, my <laughs> wife gets, you know, because I want to stop at every roadside sign, absolutely, and see what hap- what historical thing happened mm-hmm. there. I want to go to every outlook that overlooks yep. the river or wherever I'm going. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I want to go to every Ozark land. I want to go to every, you know. Uh, and, and that's and that's who I am, you know. I mean, I, I'm just sure. I'm that guy. I'm the, I like the curious thing, and I love to uh, I love to drive
2: and look around and and just and just really enjoy. There um, are times when you just want to get from point A to point B, and the interstate is necessary. Again, I'm not saying because let's face it, that road was dangerous, and if I forty and if it carried the amount of traffic that I 44 does today, you yeah. can imagine it would have it would have been mayhem. It was mayhem as it was, but. When you want to get from point A to point B, take the interstate. And there are some people who would never drive Route 66, and my father would be one of them because he can't stand to be delayed for 20 seconds. He will change lanes 10 times to get in front of somebody. Just to keep moving. Just to keep moving. And for people who drive Route 66 or any two-lane road, this is true of the Lincoln Highway. It's true of old US-40. It's true of Highway 1. It's for people who live in the moment. We think time is holy, and we realize life is short. All right? It's short. And you work so darn hard that it might creep up on you one day. And you might say to yourself, yeah, I've lived, but have I really lived?
3: Yeah, but that's just it. You know, I, I, uh, I've I told myself, you, you can't live for the what if anymore. No,
2: not anymore. Not now. If we've learned anything in the last few years, that's it.
3: You, you can't live for the what if I, I got to no. live my life. I got to go out and, and do what I want to do. I've got to yeah. be able to, you know, I still want to enjoy life. Right. Uh, you know, I have, I have two kids that I still want to spend time with and All I right. want to enjoy that and I want them to enjoy it. I want I want them to see what's going on.
2: Even if you have to force them sometimes. Yeah, you know,
3: <laughs> there, there is some of that Joe, I got to take a quick yes, time sir. out here. Can you hang some more with us? Absolutely. Folks, we are talking with Joe Sonderman, the, uh, probably the most informative person I know about uh, Route 66. He's written 17 different books, uh, a lot about Route 66. We're going to get into that when we come back. You're listening to KMOX at your service on a Thursday night. Stick around. More to come.
5: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
1: Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 1015, sponsored by Bath Fitter. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX.
3: Welcome back, everyone, at your service on a Thursday night, KMOX, right here in the heart of mid-America, my friends. It's uh, 836. Hey, if you want to join us here on the program, Joe Sonderman, uh, author of many, many Route 66 books, hanging out with us. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. You got a maybe a a story about uh, maybe you having uh, the family truckster and going on vacation <laughs> Uh, something like that. I mean, that's uh, for me. It's always really fun talking about that. A lot of folks, uh, you know. Hey, we lo- we love our cars, man. That's uh, that's what, what it t- is when it comes down to it. So you've
2: told me before, but what did you learn to drive in? What was your first car?
3: Well, my first car would have been a '67 Impala SS. Ooh, Okay. That would uh,
2: have
3: been that'd I been my first that. car. That's cool. Oh, it was cool. I had put side pipes on it. Uh-huh. That's right. It was all pinstriped.
2: Yeah. I'm embarrassed to say. Yeah. I
3: thought it, I thought it was a race car I went through three power glide transmissions the first year.
2: Yeah, but burning up a power glide is nothing.
3: Well, I know, but I thought it was a race car. <laughs>
2: you were wrong.
3: <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't built for that. I'll tell you here's another funny story about that car. So <clears throat> Dad, if you're listening, don't don't turn off your radio. You know, I was racing some guy one night and uh went to hit the brakes cuz we're coming to the end of the sure. road and uh you know, I had drum brakes all the way around on that. Right. So I am standing on the pedal, pulling up on the steering wheel. I actually bent my steering wheel uh, pulling up
2: on it so hard, oh. trying to stop. And then so. you saw the Jag slide into the curve. <laughs> That's right. I never um, forget that horrible sight. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was a 65 Coronet. Nice. Three, three on the tree? No, it was a, it was a 225 slant six. <laughs> hey, it had a vacuum leak. It whistled. So if you're coming down the street. They knew you were coming. That's right. They knew you were coming. But I learned to drive in a 74 Country Squire with the faux paneling on the side.
3: Well, I guess I could say, I guess the first time I was really, really driving, uh, you know, I grew up in Illinois, so we had to take uh, driver's ed. So I did, did that. I did run off the highway with all my teachers and friends in the car you know know, so i did that chicks like that chicks dig it when you wreck (laughs) the
2: driver's head car i
3: didn't wreck it but i did run off the highway (laughs)
2: uh
3: but my dad had a tr7 oh really yes and uh, at the time he lived in freeport illinois and uh, he went to uh, had to go to chicago for a a business thing so we were driving back and uh, all sorts of road construction well he let me drive his tr7 stick which you know i'm 15 years old sure I can drive a stick but, absolutely but you know I can drive a stick three on the tree not a sports car kind of thing <laughs> and uh so uh but uh that you know and he got upset with me because obviously I really wasn't driving a stick very well at that time so
2: no oh, no but I, you know what they call a stick now it's a it's a millennial theft protection that's right device.
3: that's right you know Joe, I want to tell you, you know there's a shortage of auto technicians.
2: You know yes. this, right? Oh yeah, I've heard that.
3: Wait, I mean it's it's major. Right. Everybody's looking for auto technicians. Right. The the young kids that are coming up today, most of them can't drive a stick. No, they can't. They're in the automotive industry. They can't drive a stick. Wow.
2: That's crazy. There's hardly any of them around anymore. So I mean, uh, and, and by the way, get off my lawn. That's right.
3: <laughs> uh, thanks for the Clint Eastwood eyes, by the way, when he does. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to uh, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, guess what? You're up first here on At Your Service tonight on KMOX.
0: Oh, great! Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed the uh, conversation. I wanted to, I wanted to paint a picture of um, a little road trip that I had when I was a kid, and contrast it to what my kids have, have went through, and just to show the differences. Even though I'm trying to raise them right, so uh, we we took a major road trip, about a thousand mile road trip with our neighbors, and there was nine of us in one car, and it was a 1968 Buick Roadmaster, 21 feet long. <laughs> we had bent, bent seats, front and back, of course. The two men and the two boys in the front, the two ladies and the two daughters in the back, and our and my little brother in the back window of the car. No Right, seat belt, right. But, Put him in the back window. What's the big deal? You know, right? Right. We, and so we took a picture of all of us, and it was a room full of people. I mean, you had to you had to get back with the camera to get everybody in the picture, and we're taking we were we were in one car. That's right. So so, so that was that was my experience. But then now uh, my son's experience. I was, uh, I've done a lot of public speaking and. And I went to meetings where people would pay me to go to the, speak at the meeting and be in some really, really nice places. Well, uh, of course, we, we would always fly to those places. Well, we went on our own vacation, on our own dime, and we drove to a, a location and we went into a hotel room. And my youngest son looked around and said, this isn't a suite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so even though I've tried and tried and tried to raise a mind, I mean, it's just... Huge difference between you know how we grew up in you know in the 60s and 70s and how they grow up today. Right. So well, anyway, just I, we'll still, your stories were kind of bringing out those stories in my head. I wanted to share.
3: Well, I'll throw one out here, Kevin. So I, I will say when I was uh, when I was younger, my uh, my aunt and uncle had a pickup truck with a camper on the back of the pickup truck to fit in the bed, and then went over top the sure. cab. You remember those? And I remember my cousins would get up there in that top window over the cab while they were driving you could see them you know and trying to get the uh, trucks to blow their horns and all sorts of stuff like that i mean i thought that was was, man that that, was the thing to do that was winning the
2: lottery man that's right When, when they when they did that that was that was it there was nothing better oh man what memories
3: absolutely kevin hey thanks for the phone call i appreciate it man thank you all right Folks, and it's just that easy. You want to join us? 436 7900 1 925 1120. We got about uh, 15 more minutes or so in this hour, but unfortunately, we've got to do a little business. We're going to come back, though. Joe Sonderman hanging out with us here in the studio. Greg Damon sitting in the chair. You're listening to us at your service on KMOX Thursday night. Work or play?
4: KMOX is right there with you. We go where you go. <laughs>
3: Welcome back, my friends. Wrapping up the first hour here on KMOX at your service Thursday night. Greg Damon hanging out. Not only that, Joe Sonderman hanging out with us in the studio talking about uh, Route 66 and and just really uh, having fun, just reminiscing, I guess, a little bit about uh, what it was like, you know, and just traveling around the roads and the cars and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there's also uh, some great stuff. But I want to bring up, so Joe has written 17. That's right, 17. Books, most of them about Route Sixty Six. As I said, you are like the most informative person about Route Sixty Six. Don't,
2: don't you hate it when people take a hobby <laughs> and just run yeah, but, it into the ground?
3: Yeah, but you are really good at 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 what you say, the content inside that. You know, not only is it just about Route Sixty Six, but you actually break it down to different cities along Route Sixty Six. Do you know why?
2: And this is you're gonna laugh. It's from working here. It's from learning to write at KMOX. Really? Because it taught you to write in a really condensed style. Or John Butler would have your hide. That's kind of inside baseball. But still, it comes from working in radio and learning to really boil things down to just the facts. Uh, Because it's easy to get emotional. About Route 66 and the way to drive it, what it is now, what it is today, what it was, was fantastic. But this experience now, and we were discussing off air about Oatman, Arizona, being a primo example. Oatman, Arizona, Devil's Elbow, Missouri, two examples of fantastic drives on Route 66 that have not changed in 50 years. That when the road bypassed these towns, when the interstate was built, it did so so thoroughly that they were frozen in time. And you can still have the experience that you had as a kid and still go to a motel that has Wi-Fi and a swimming, if that's your thing. So you can rough it. You know, some people can only take so much roughing it. Right. But Oatman is an example of a road that was bypassed, when I say bypassed, the interstate replaced it, in 1952. So it's been 70 years since it's carried any regular traffic. And if you drove it, you would know why. It's two lanes, it twists, it turns. There's turnbuckle guardrails, if there are any guardrails at all. Right. And when you get to the bottom, there's this wonderful old western town waiting there with, uh, with, with authentic staged fake gunfights. And uh, the boroughs that the miners freed years and years and years ago, their descendants roam the streets. They own the streets. When you're an Oatman, you go when the boroughs say go. They're more reliable than traffic lights. And they catch their handouts. They want you to feed them, so they'll move. And then they leave a little calling card for you on the sidewalks. And the the places had names like Fast Fannies and and things of that nature. It's it's what Silver Dollar City would be like if it wasn't sanitized. Right. And and I and I really open and Devil's Elbow is another place. It's so so bypassed that they haven't even repaved the road. And going across this 1920s bridge and seeing these river bluffs and this crystal clear sparkling float stream. And it's just an amazing experience. But the traffic going by, my point is, the traffic going by an I-44 has no idea that any of this is there. It's a mile away. It might as well be a million miles. When you're driving 44 westbound and you're going through um, Pulaski County, you've got a truck on your tail. And you know, you're doing that seventy-five. Never it never happens to you. It happens no, to me all the no, darn no. time. You know, and you've got a truck, you know, an inch and a half off your bumper, you're not enjoying the scenery. And after when I've I drive to Springfield a lot, and after I've taken the interstate to Springfield, I'm just emotionally shattered. Right. You know, I'm tired of the aggression. White line fever. Oh man. Uh, the, and mainly it's the aggression and the speed and the the, the way things move. But when you get off there at Devil's Elbow, just breathe in the air. It's fresh. It's clear. Uh, the water's amazing. There's an old biker bar. It's currently being renovated now, uh, but once they get reopened and it gets back to normal, just a, a stop, a respite.
0: That's.
2: I
3: mean, I, I think it's a. I think it's an awesome place. Also, Joe, real quick, uh, I, I also want to just maybe throw out a couple drives for folks that uh, are interested. You know, falls right here. Got some fall colors going on.
2: That's one of my favorite things. Is the fall color drive. And, you know, and I love to drive, but this is when I'll let someone else drive and I'll just take it. in my favorite, absolute favorite is to take Route 3 up through Grafton.
3: That's absolutely great. River Road, best best drive ever for and me. And every
2: year it gets better. There's something else to see or do in Grafton. Grafton, now that the wineries and the airy and all these places mm-hmm. there, there's so much to do. It used to be a little river town that, that didn't have a lot. But now there's the, the there's a ton to do. The other favorite is old Highway 79 up to Hannibal, mm-hmm. not the current 79 alignment. Get off and take the old highway, which goes up and down the hills and in and out of the river bottoms, and you know. Um, Going by Clarksville is one of my favorites. Clarksville is awesome, and uh, Highway 94 is another one, out to Herman. Um, pretty the whole way is pretty, and Herman has turned into the coolest little town. With uh, whiskey distilleries, I when I was there, I couldn't believe the number of whiskey distilleries there. And there's a, a restaurant there called the the Broad House or something like Worst House, Worst House that had uh, you know a bologna sandwich. The bologna's an inch and a half thick. Oh man, you know, and you don't get that you no. know in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. There's so many of them. Highway 19 out of Cuba down to Eminence is nice. Uh, 21. That run, I, I guess, the town, is that Caledonia? Is one of the towns there. And then the other one at the other end is Van Buren. That's all beautiful stuff. But slow down. The leaves are changing and appreciate the road a little bit. If you're in a hurry, you don't take Highway 21. Right. But, if you know, you can stop and see Elephant Rocks. and um, Another you know, great place. Another to great place. Johnson Shut-ins is along right. that route as well. Uh, there's so much to see and do. But if you're in a hurry and if a curvy road bothers you, don't do it, because it'll just make you angry. But uh, this time of year is just the best. It's just the best. And even the Lake of the Ozarks. Um, you know, if you Absolutely. Can, can overlook the condos, but I'm not bitter. I grew up as a kid down there when there wasn't a condo to be seen. And all the resorts were these little mom-and-pop places with the giraffe rock exteriors. You know, the, the rock, the Ozark sandstone with the grout in between the seams. and They covered the cabins with it. We called that giraffe rock when I was a kid. And that area has changed so much, but it's still so beautiful. And there's a lot of old Highway 54 that you can take that that winds back off the back roads and away from the from the traffic and from the mayhem. It's all about just slowing down, and you don't necessarily have to plan. Get out on the four lane and just get off at the next exit and right, see exactly. what's there. Exactly, it's bound to be better than what's on the interstate.
3: Absolutely. Well, Joe, we got about a minute left in here in the show, real quick, uh, for folks out there that really want more information or are interested in maybe some of your books. Or if they have questions about Route 66, where can they go?
2: My website is uh, 66postcards.com. There's about ten, twelve thousand 12,000 vintage images of Route 66 on there because I collect vintage images. And then I have Facebook pages. My big one is Vintage St. Louis, which is a, a daily look at St. Louis history and a lot of Vintage St. Louis photos. And then I also have um, 66 postcards and more. Yep. So it's a lot of social media, a lot of time sitting in front of a computer <laughs> where I should be driving. That's right.
3: Exactly. Joe, thanks for hanging out no, with us, man. You. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming down and uh, hanging out with us. Folks, that's going to about do it for the first hour of At Your Service here on KMOX on a Thursday night. Don't worry, though, we got two more hours to go. you got open phone lines as well, 436-7900-1800, 925-1120. Those are the phone numbers you want to get on. We're going to talk mental health coming up next hour. Stick around. More to come.